0: About? It's our weekly catch up with the National Party's Denise Lee. Simon Bridges became the subject for criticism this week after he voiced his concerns around the extension of Level 4 and two weeks in Level 3. He criticised the government for not doing enough groundwork to progress out of Level 4 sooner, insinuating the government was wasting New Zealanders' time. The National Party's Denise Lee stressed that contact tracing needs to be occurring at a quicker rate, echoing Bridges' position that there was more the government needed to do. Denise started off by telling Laura her thoughts on the criticism for Simon Bridges. Everyone's
1: got strong views on what we're going through Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's understandable that people feel strongly based on their personal circumstances what they're hearing, which modelling that they're taking particular note of which health official that they really value. All I can really underscore is our role as the opposition is to make sure that we're getting it right and when there's gaps in the system it's absolutely the right thing to do that we point it out and here's one massive gap by the government's own criteria and by their own audit, contact tracing has a massive gap in it. To get back out of lockdown, we need confidence in this area. I mean, who wants to be a business, right, that when we get out of lockdown, um, starts operating and then discovers that they've got a COVID case and needs to contact trace um, that employee um, so that they can give their other employees and their customers Um, confidence, if that's not in place, then, you know, that's going to not inspire confidence in business and us to be able to get back to some sort of normalcy.
2: Mm. And I think that criticism would be taken somewhat well by the public, but Um, a lot of the public has taken this commentary and seen it as a criticism for an extension. I don't think it's an unfair thing to say that National has been very much so in opposition to that extension.
1: From the perspective of, we're very clear, we never want health objectives sacrificed. That's the number one goal. Health objectives cannot be sacrificed. We need to make sure that we're getting that right. But if we're going to get to the point where we're analysing those objectives and when's a good time to come out of lockdown, we need work behind the scenes to be really, really well done. When you've got an example for this contact tracing thing where it hasn't been done, lack of PPE gear is another issue. You know, we're not just the ones highlighting that. You've got doctors and Um, frontline staff all up and down the country, dentists, you name it, talking about the lack of PPE gear. Um, So these are sorts of issues that You know, I mean, like I said before, anyone's um, strong views on on any COVID topics are understandable, um, but we do have a job to do to make sure that the government is being effective.
2: But that does appear to present a kind of uh, dissonance in the sense that on one hand, you're saying health objectives need to be priority. There are all these kinds of issues, but at the same time, National has also been critical of an extension of lockdown, which we've seen from modelling from experts saying a two-week extension would have been ideal. Um, why is that kind of happening and that rhetoric from the National Party?
1: Uh, well, it's not rhetoric, I guess, because if we just go back to that example again of contact tracing, Laura, if we've got contact tracing up at that 1,000 you know, ability, if we had the ability to manage 1,000 cases a day, which is what we need to stop the virus running rampant, right? So independent audit has said we need the ability to get to a 1,000 cases a day. That's why the government's given 55 more million dollars to this, because they know that too. Um, If we can't assure that we've got that, um, then we've, we've got some gaps around the timing of lockdown. Businesses need that to be able to go. Why don't we have that ability in place right now for that contact tracing? When, when we've had, what is it, four weeks um, to, to, to know this, to get to this, and certainly, it appears, 10 days. We've been sitting on that report for 10 days, just released on Monday.
2: On the post from Simon Bridges, one person made the comment that at the beginning of all of this, Simon Bridges made the comment that he was going to work together with the government. The National Party on the whole was going to work together with the government. Um, And we agreed a few weeks ago that the Epidemic Response Committee was the right balance in holding government to account. in pulling this commentary onto social media um, and pulling that criticism outside of that avenue, um, is it crossing a line in some way?
1: Our role in the select committee um, has, by and large, been, well I think anyway, accepted as a really constructive and productive role. Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
1: So it's not just us on the committee, of course, it's a cross-party committee. So you've got all the parties there, um, and apart from Simon cheering that there's even Stevens on the numbers. Um, so so we have played a constructive role there and we definitely have supported the government in many, many instances in the COVID crisis. You know, 90% of them, I guess you could, I don't know what the figure would be. But, you know, we've supported the government and their approach to um, creating levels and, and making sure that we've got testing. But we have pushed back where we felt that it's the right thing to do um, because who imagine a scenario where we're not asking questions we were not asking about how how much testing's being done and how quick we can get why there why we didn't loosen up testing regimes soon enough and we had a massive petition thousands and thousands thousands of new zealanders sign our petition to get our border controls tightened up Um, So, it's constructive gap-finding because we want the best that we can get for New Zealand.
2: Multiple journalists after this kind of social media post took off made a commentary that there are anonymous sources inside the National Party um, who are potentially seeing a coup um, overthrowing Simon Bridges. Now. With certainty, any national MP at the minute is going to deny that. Um, That's just what we've seen with these kinds of situations before. Is it fair to assume that you're going to give us the same answer on that?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm having a chuckle because it is fair for me to say there's going to be no leadership coup because there is no leadership coup. If I had a dollar for how many rumours have started off of Twitter and then picked up by someone who's picked it up, by someone who's picked it up by someone, and everyone forgets who the originator was. I mean, this one was literally a rumor from a blogger who said it was a rumor. This is not the first time, and it won't be the last, that people have tried to make a leadership story out of a story. I
2: would say in this case, though, multiple journalists have kind of indicated they have anonymous sources inside the National Party who are indicating a coup. Um, Now, I for one know that um journalists and politicians kind of get regarded and by the public as having the same level of trust but (laughs) journalists do go through ethics training media training and if it was just one journalist coming out saying they believe this has happened i could see that as stirring the pot but this is multiple kind of voices inside journalism who are saying that what would you say
1: to that oh they should check their sources Mm. Um, you know, look I, I notwithstanding the ethics training and so on and so on, Laura, um, you know, there's there's no leadership coup. We've been through this before and we'll go through it many more times. It's the political cycle, it's Twitter sphere. People like to have a producer story with some juicy bits that actually aren't that juicy.
2: I'll shift on to our next subject here in terms of small businesses being labeled as a sacrificial lamb amongst the extension of lockdown um, for the level three period and that level three period of two weeks. Now there was kind of an understanding before all of this, uh, that unemployment would rise, businesses would close and government has kind of been clear about that from the start in your eyes um, what needed to be done to mitigate those effects and why hasn't that um, happened to the degree you'd like?
1: Yeah. And I think you've just touched on it, right, Laura, to the degree of Mm -hmm. which they're going to take hits um, and the degree of which they're going to face uncertainty as to what government support that they're going to get. Now, let's not forget we're talking about 600,000 employees by small and medium-sized businesses. And they're 97% of all business in New Zealand. We're not just talking about a few people over there. We're talking about you know, a major chunk of how New Zealand runs and who takes the risk to employ people and give them jobs. The backbone of our economy. While the wage subsidy has been important and it has helped with cash flow for these four weeks, they're now looking at, in many instances, a minimum of seven weeks with zero revenue coming in, zero money coming in for seven weeks. So, you know, you don't have to have a PhD to figure out that that's going to be really tough. They've got commercial rents, they've got to pay ACC rates, insurance, suppliers need to be paid. Some of them have got stock on their floor that they obviously can't sell. It's a really big issue here. And um, I've got lots of examples of local businesses who've contacted me, businesses I've never heard from. And I've got landscaping and plant sector people, people who are selling mattresses, hospital, retail, travel, even GPs and pharmacies. This is a really massive issue for us as a country, Laura.
2: The emphasis here on that level three though, is that government is asking these businesses to be innovative and one business i work for is kind of in the process of figuring this out at the minute it's a little coffee shop but they're trying to develop a kind of click and collect model for themselves Mm -hmm. um who Mm -hmm. is gonna be missing in that narrative of innovating at these times
1: um, well, I mean, it's a great concept, innovation um, and, and rejigging for the new world. It's fantastic. Um, but, you know, governments shouldn't divorce themselves from, from, being, from assisting businesses to get there right. Mm. Um, and if you've had zero revenue and you need to fit out a cafe or you need to get help with a loan, you know, and we've got, we've got that business guarantee loan scheme that the government talked about. Well, the government has admitted themselves the banks have been really slow on this. The take-up hasn't been massive. It's not like we just should say to business, off you go, go innovate, and we'll catch you later in level three, and hopefully you'll still be there in level two. There is a total role for government to say, or government to do, um, and the reason why is because they're the backbone of our economy and we need people to keep their jobs. There's
2: also been this kind of continued look at Australia in terms of how they've kept retail operating. But if we do look at Australia, there is five times more people in hospital per capita than New Zealand um, as a result of COVID-19. And while their case rate are steadily the same as us, Uh, Based off of that hospitalization rate we're seeing there, I think it's fair to say that the health comes of COVID-19 in Australia are worse. I believe that's the reason why we are seeing New Zealanders kind of largely support an extension in lockdown, because we recognize the gravity of this, uh, the gravity of those health outcomes. Is the national kind of pushing to risk those health outcomes by using Australia as an example?
1: No, I don't think so. You know that the, the best approach is balance, Laura. Um, so absolutely, we do not want, as I said before, to sacrifice any health objectives or outcomes. It's never ever been where we stand. Heavens know, um, but where you can take a sensible, a common sense approach to what businesses could have some slightly loosened um, and less restrictive um, rules, um, then then why can't we, why shouldn't we, why aren't we? Um, and I think that, you know, you have mentioned similar case rates to Australia, and I think we need a little bit more time to see whether, um, whether ours and Australian outcomes are similar, but it's looking like that they are, um, even with those hospitalisation rates that you've um, said. So, you know, I'm thinking of construction and retail in particular, Um, And and how in Australia that's been able to carry on um, and there's better economic outcomes there. Um, It it doesn't harm us, right, to compare and contrast and to ask the questions and see how our neighbours across the ditch
0: um, are doing in handling this. That was Denise Lee uh, of the National Party, and we've had heaps of responses from you guys on this, so I'm going to go through some of them. Somebody replied on Twitter, though, first, uh, saying, I co-own a small business with my partner. We've been in business for 16 years. Thanks to the subsidy, we are still paying our one staff member and ourselves and prepared to open next week. Happy for the lead-in time to do so. We don't feel like the sacrificial lamb. That's an OTT, they said. Other is coming in, someone saying national try to capitalise politically off the pandemic. Someone else saying Labour are trying to rebuild a health system decimated by nine years of underfunding. Simon should stop listening to Mike Hosking. Someone else saying same carry on from this person every week, agreeing but disagreeing on every issue. And then someone else asking out of curiosity, are there effective models for contact tracing that would fit into New Zealand? Uh, That's a great question and again I think with this contact tracing being an issue we did that little report earlier this week looking at what the issues were so it could be good into um, looking into sorry further what the what the results will be or what they are going to come up with to reach that gold standard they keep talking about um, but that same text I keep saying and yeah I feel National are just criticising Labour at every turn in case the difficult situation of containing the spread turns in favour of the virus so they can just say I told you so we were right this is in a simple situation and the government is doing really well support them all right lots of different messages there thank you all that was yes Denise Lee speaking to Laura back after this The National Party's Denise Lee on 95BFM